Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Another episode of Hapakule podcast where we talk about um, life here in Japan, life back home. I'm your host, Murungi, and I'm and today I'm joined with the very lovely <laughs> girl you have. Um, this is Fatu. Um, welcome to another episode. Um, we love to see you here. And yeah, thank you for coming. So as we said, we've been doing this uh, series, coming to Japan. Uh, we started off with, you know, uh, the pros and cons why you should consider studying in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we talked about, uh, or oh, we started with the education system. We talked about the pros and cons. We talked about how to become a student, scholarships and things like that. Mm-hmm. And today to continue. Uh, the big elephant, how to find a professor. Because as we said before, your professor can make or break your life in Japan. Yes, yes, most definitely. Um, having a good professor can set you up for your future, can set you up your life in Japan here and make things really good for you and a um, well-spent um, time while, while you're here in Japan. So... Today, um, we'll just talk about uh, um, this particular delicate um, topic, um, giving you tips mainly on, on what to look out for when you find in a professor. And uh, just a, a small disclaimer, they're good, very good, amazing, and terrible professors in this mm-hmm. country. So mm-hmm. you'll find a combination of all of them, you know. So we hope that by the tips we give you, you well, we are not going to say it will land you the very best, but at least you will have a, an informed decision mm. on where to look, what to look out for uh, when you're choosing a professor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so first of all, I guess we start with like, where do you start from finding a professor? What do you think? It First of all, it has the professor you want has to be aligned with the things you want to do. So once you've decided this is, at least you have an idea of what you want to do, then you'll have to go check the different university sites and, you know, just try to see does this professor, at least in their heading, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. their small bio, their short Mm -hmm. bio, does this professor, you know, do things related to what I would like to do? Mm-hmm. Then after that, you can, you know, look into their publications to see if this professor publishes works that are related to what you want. Because truth is, if you go to a to a lab and mm-hmm. uh, you want to do this type of research, and your professor your professor doesn't really do that kind of research or might not be interested in that kind of research Mm -hmm. that's already like a barrier in your academic life in japan yeah because you will not get as much support you will not you know you'll not get as much attention Mm -hmm. of course we know people who have come and they've told their professors but this is what i really want and stuff (laughs) the professors have left them but i don't think it's a very good uh, situation to be in 
Mm-hmm. Because professors always know about grant schemes. They always know where to, you know, find some money to assist you with your research. Mm-hmm. They always, you know, know about which journals you should publish in. Like they always know about opportunities. So, so if goal is A and his goal is B, very difficult for you to align. Yeah. So it's best to um, be in sync with what your professor does. So yeah, I think from, from the beginning, the first thing I feel you need to do is know what you want to do with regards to your research topic. After getting your research topic, get some keywords, for example, networks, IoT, or agriculture, and then go to the website of the school that you choose. Um, there are a list of professors, usually in the um, academic uh, um, or research area thing like labs there. So you'll see a list of professors work, working in the school. Um, check uh, with regards to your topic if you see anything that relates and you like what they do. Some people, they publish their work there, for example, some experiments they have done. So just look through it and see if something that you'll be interested in. And yeah, that's basically the starting point. Um, for me, basically, my experience, like when I was choosing my professor, um, I have networks in the list of my keywords, and my professor was interested in networks, but not my necessary topic, my entire top, my deep, like um, main topic. My professor never did anything like that in the lab, but he was very open. So that's a good point. If you have an open mm-hmm. professor that likes to explore, um, within his domain, you might be lucky that like what you don't study, like um, he he he's not he he's not related to that research. So yeah, be if you have an open open professor, it might be okay. Well, in my case, <laughs> I I think as you said, keywords are very important. So mm-hmm. my keywords at the beginning were not corresponding with my professor. But what I was describing mm-hmm. is something he was interested in, things that he does. So when I, com- when I sent him an email, he said, I think it's okay, but uh, you have to change the keywords because the keywords are not aligning with what mm-hmm. you're describing. Yeah. So that also takes us back to the fact that uh, in Japan, sometimes the course names, Mm-hmm. or the keywords they may not they are not synonym they may not be exactly synonymous with what we know back home mm-hmm. I'll give you an example my 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 uh, division i mean the division of global architecture well the japanese word is chikyuso go kogakusenko so when you look it up in the when you look it up on google it says global engineering mm-hmm. so you as an you as an you know you you really don't know where to look and you're just you know going randomly through the web pages. Sometimes you might find something, for example, global architecture, and you're like, ah, this is about architecture, and me, I don't <laughs> want to do architecture. Yet, in in actual sense, this whole division, they actually deal with civil engineering, all mm-hmm. engineering, mm-hmm. and uh, architecture here is not just about, for example just uh, you know uh, sketching houses and things like yeah that. yeah but it happens that in the architecture department they mm-hmm. also have foundations they do I foundations see. they do seismic design so you see 
when you're looking up some of these things, sometimes you might need to look a little deeper. So <laughs> when when I looked at my department, when I saw the lab where I wanted to go, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this is what I think I want to do. But well, fortunately, when I came to Japan is when I discovered that by God's grace, I had actually applied for the right lab. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yeah. But uh, mm, so you need to also be very, um, what's the word? You need to realize that sometimes the person might a bit misleading from our perspective as Africans because different things. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. need to much deeper into some of these things. True, true. And I think you touched on the next step, which is like sending an email. After you um, check it, check the website, um, I think the next step that you can do is go send an email. And in the email, make sure you write um, your interests, why you're interested in joining his lab, and a little bit about what you're interested in, basically, in the, with the topic. So that can be a step. Um, what do you think? What, what are things that they can add in the email? I think you need to bring your personality to the email too, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, you're not just a student, you're also a human being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should also put a bit of your experience if you've worked before or if you've done a certain project that may might align with the work they are doing. Mm-hmm. Or you can just, even if you've never done something in the line, you can tell them why you are interested in mm-hmm. their research. Mm-hmm. And you can also tell them, what you're bringing to the table, guys. This is a relationship, so you have to bring something to the table. You know, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I am going to discover <laughs> the, um, the cure for cancer. So <laughs> no, it, you know, it could just be something like diversity. But uh, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't know why my professor chose me, but I guess, you know, uh, one day I'll ask him. But <laughs> I remember... <laughs> Not that I'm not I'm not worthy. I'm very mm-hmm. worthy, mm-hmm. but I'm the first non-Asian he's taken on. So I remember I told him one of the things that I'm bringing to his lab mm-hmm. is a new set of eyes. You know, a wow. set of eyes looking at life in a different perspective. I told him I'm African. We do things differently. We look at life differently. Yeah, and I yeah. Hope to this diversity to your lab. Mm. I also told him I am a very fun-loving person. I'm outgoing. I like yeah. this. And I hope to... I also told him I like you know, things like cooperation and blah, blah, blah. I also <laughs> sent him my CV. So I told him I hope to also you know, bring my energy to your lab. <laughs> so as I was saying, you need to, be, to bring a bit of your personality. I agree. I agree. Uh, mm. Um to 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 the email just a bit you know yeah i agree for me i remember um the first email i sent to my professor and and then he replied and he was like i'm just worried like uh, maybe you might it might be hard to get well um acquainted to the culture and living here in japan so because i lived in asia before so i just sent him an email i'm like oh i've lived in um uh, Taiwan before I I enjoy mm-hmm. Asian food mm-hmm. just to um, convince him that like the culture um, getting uh, uh, used to the culture wouldn't be a problem and I'm yeah. familiar with that so 
sell yourself in a way that uh, that um, pertains to you and that you can relate with. So that's something good. Also, while you're selling yourself, eh, brothers and sisters, don't be desperate. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't be yes. desperate because you are worthy. You are bringing mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, you know, to the Japanese table, to the Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. So don't be desperate. Just you know, say I have this. I have this. Believe in that which you have. Yeah, I think you mentioned something about going through their um, publications. Um, I think there's something that we need to clear, make clear about, which is about research in Africa and oh, yes. research in Japan. Oh, yes. <laughs> Like before coming to Japan for my master's, I didn't know much about um, doing research and then success being based on how many papers you have written or how many journals you have published. So I didn't know much about that. Mm-hmm. And coming to Japan, I was a little bit surprised um, getting just up and being um, exposed to that kind of environment and culture that you have to write a paper do your research and whatever results you have to put it on a paper and then publish. Yes. So in Africa, it, I'm not sure about my, um, graduate school, but maybe now it's a little bit different. But in Japan, people focus, for professors like papers, publishing your results of your research and making it professional and detailed. I think to add on to that, uh, the undergrad university I went the university I went to for undergrad, mm-hmm. uh, for graduation, we didn't have like research, so to speak. Yeah. We had like a project. Yes. You, know, you work on a project and mm-hmm. then you submit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think as of maybe four or five years ago, some mm-hmm. years back, it's now being changed to research. So mm-hmm. I think mm, we are you know, as a continent, we're moving towards more research More based, research based. Uh, mm, mm. So, but uh, because I didn't have that background, just like Fatu, I was like, huh, <laughs> you know what is this research thing? I was so confused <laughs> and stuff. But these guys do research right from undergrad. You mm-hmm. know? Yes, so they do. They do. By the time they're going for uh, graduate studies, they know. Most times, most of them just build up onto their undergrad research and mm-hmm. continue. Mm-hmm. So if you come here, for example, for masters, um, chances are you might have to get into a completely different topic from what you did in undergrad. Mm-hmm. And, um, for that, because you've already determined what you want to do, sometimes maybe your professor might ask you to do something different. I think you should take off time to mm-hmm. like look at it. Maybe it may or may not interest you. For example, in my case, I was so... Do I even remember what exactly I wanted to do when I wrote? I actually don't remember. But when I came here, uh, we had a discussion and was like, you know, let us, why don't we try this, this, this and that and things like that. So I mm-hmm. took off some time. I looked at what you were saying. I was like, okay, let me give this thing a shot. And let me tell you, I've actually enjoyed, you know, where my research has gone up to this point. So sometimes... Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they might accept you with whatever you have put out there, but when you come, chances are very high that your research topic will change. Change, yeah. Talking about research topic changing, a lot of people I know, even I changed my research topic when I came. Um, sometimes you might be lucky, your professor can suggest 
like some areas that you can focus on and sometimes you have to do the work by yourself and then read a lot of papers to actually get a research topic to work on so you might ask um what are other ways that you can know if the professor your professor is the right one probably um so uh, just, just a minute mm -hmm. i would like to also say something about when you're applying to these professors in most mm -hmm. cases the lab there's hierarchy of professors you know, there's a big guy, the full True. professor. True. And that full professor has an assistant professor. Usually, they work together on similar projects, on similar mm -hmm. topics. Mm -hmm. Then there is the associate professor. Usually, the, the full professor and mm -hmm. the associate professor, they are working in the same general field, mm -hmm. but working on completely different topics. Yeah. So, you need to also... Um, Okay, this is very important for you to keep at the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. In my lab, it's the transportation and spatial planning lab. So the full professor, who happens also to be my uh, academic advisor, supervisor, mm -hmm. we do more of um, what I like to call social engineering. So mm. we use transportation to solve social problems. The associate professor is really, really into traffic engineering, things mm. like uh, the the road markings, the lights, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. signs, and things like that. So it's all transportation, but they are looking at it in totally different ways. So you also need to uh, you also need to keep that at the back of your mind. And usually, when you apply to one professor in the lab. Please don't apply to another. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, like you're applying to the to the uh, full professor and the associate because they have different uh, different kind of topics. Mm -hmm. But try to just apply to one professor in a lab because they'll still communicate. Yeah, yeah. They'll still communicate. So if you've applied to this one and applied to this one, they'll be like, "What is happening to this child?" You know, <laughs> must be a bit confused. Eh? Mm, most definitely, most definitely. And, um, also, I'd like to uh, give some sort of warning. Mm -hmm. So in Japan, the professors uh, are retired at age 65. So um, hmm, this may or may not be the case in, you know, whoever might be applying for, for a professor. But I would encourage you to apply to professors who are not about to retire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be like uh, three, four, five years to go before retirement. Mm -hmm, Yourself, mm -hmm. why am I saying this? Uh, when we came to Japan, the time I came to Japan, mm -hmm. there was a guy from Poland. He mm -hmm. applied to this lab. Uh, we were here for a year doing Japanese classes. Then yeah. he, was, he was actually studying, starting his doctorate. So it so happened that the year he was start, starting his doctorate, the professor he had applied to was retiring. So mm. the lab got a new professor. And I don't know what happened, but the professor was like, I don't want you here. I, you know, I can't take you up. Wow. So the guy was really frustrated and, you know, he just went back home. So that's the reason why I'm saying perhaps it's better for you to ensure that your professor is not retiring a few mm. months after mm. you come to yeah. Japan. Yeah. So at least maybe 
three to five years is good. Yeah. Adding on adding on to um the different types of professors. Um for me my topic was mainly related to the associate professor. So all the time that I was in the lab, I was working directly with the associate professor instead of the main big professor. So it can still work. Like in Murung, on on Murungi's part, um, she's working with the main professor. I was working with my associate professor, and it still works fine. Um, but yeah, I for me, I applied to my associate professor, and he actually sent the email to the main professor. So. I was right? conversing, con- yeah. I was conversing with the main professor, and he was the one who accepted finally before um, um, getting me into the lab. So, yeah, mm-hmm. just one professor probably, and everyone will sync together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Please don't <laughs> be desperate and apply to all three or all four of them in the lab. That's, that's mm. just one person. Yeah. 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 And while we're on the topic of choosing professors, I remember a friend of mine was telling, you know, I was like, ah, you know, I think the idea we have is ah, Japan is a developed country. So when I come to Japan, you know, wherever I go is okay. Guys, mm-hmm. that's a lie. These guys have like highly ranked universities and those ones, they, better word, universities, they don't really respect. Okay? Mm-hmm. So brothers and sisters, aim for the cream de la cream of the universities, you know? <laughs> Usually at the embassy, they say, you know, these big universities, the competition is high, you might mm. get Guys, go for the big, go for the big kill, okay? Apply to Tokyo University, apply to um, Tokyo Institute of Technology, apply to Osaka University, apply to Kyoto, apply to Nara mm. Go for that. Apply to Waseda. Go for the big universities. Don't sell yourself short, you know? True, because true. There are so many Africans who have gone through all these universities, you know? If, well, if <laughs> if it so happens that maybe you're not able to get um, a placement in the big mm-hmm. universities, mm-hmm. you can still go to others, but try, okay? Try. I mean, yeah, like Murungi said, you can try for the big universities. Um, when you, when you usually go for the scholarship, your um at the embassy they will tell you or oh, try other universities that are not like in the big top five universities in Japan. They will they will actually tell you that. But it's still okay. You can try those big universities. Um, just one point of caution: it might require more work, more hard work on your side. And and I mean a lot of a lot of hard work, sleepless night research, doing research and working on your research work. Um, so yeah, if if you feel like you can do it, then why not? Um, but yeah, just because I've seen some people that have um gone to the to these big universities and they couldn't handle it and they had to come to other universities that might have less workloads. Um, so. Yeah, it can happen. Like, I mean, yeah, it it all depends on your confidence. Well, the other thing to add on to that, uh, personally, I had to, had to comfort zone. You know, Japan is six hours ahead of Uganda, so I decided I would ha- I decided to call my professor, like directly, so I would load airtime, wake up at three a.m. That's 9, 9, 9 a.m. in Japan. And I'd give him a call 
told him wow. that, good morning my name is so and so i sent you an email i would like to join your laboratory because of abcd wow last time I, you know, guys to be honest i don't remember the conversations we had <laughs> <laughs> wow you did all that i did i did you have to there's no traffic on the extra mile so i mm, did true true mile. i don't know if that also convinced him a bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but um yes i've said don't be desperate but uh that for me was showing him that i am willing to put in mm-hmm. the true part. true 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 and yeah here we are uh, i don't know how many years later oh, <laughs> four years later <laughs> Yeah. I mean that, that that's that's good for you. For me I didn't go that extra mile. I just sent email and um yeah, bring out my personality in the email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as I was saying um with regards to if you feel like um you want to how do you decide if that professor is the one? Um you can just go in normal general route like ask friends. Ask friends mm-hmm. and um people that have been in that that have gone through that school that have gone through that lab mm-hmm. so usually in the lab website you will see um, alumni and people that have that are currently in the school maybe from your country or other african countries you can just send them an email ask them oh what do you think about this professor what do you think about this school and most times they will give you the real truth of what you might expect um, from that professor or in the lab so um gather your opinions don't just take one one person's opinion um mm-hmm. gather multiple opinions and yeah that can help you to decide if that professor is the one oh, you <laughs> <laughs> sometimes what you see on the website is all glossy <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah but there's something called black lab in japan mm-hmm. it's like black companies like this is a lab where you're literally going to work to exhaustion wow really would like to stay away from a lab like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are labs who are so strict you know you have to log in at eight and leave leave after the professor leaves you know things like that like mm-hmm. if you don't come in by eight you know it's trouble for you and things like that so you need to ask about the reality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there have been kids who have uh quit school yes because the lab pressure was just too much you know so you really really need to do your homework well the other thing that we are not told when we come to japan is of course there will be like the entry exam mm-hmm. they tell you you would do an entry exam before you came no they did not it was <laughs> during, yeah it was it was after my during the time that I was doing my Japanese classes that they told me you have to do entrance exam so yeah well they really don't tell us about things like you you'll have to do an entry exam mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes of course there are people who fail the entry exam a lot well, of people they don't tell us is that if you fail the entry exam of one university you can apply to another professor in a different university or a different lab mm-hmm. then you do the entry exam of that other lab so sometimes you find people are just staying in the same lab waiting mm-hmm. for the exam maybe the next year or the next next year uh, mm. uh semester 
when yeah. actually you could have tried somewhere else and been taken on. Most definitely, most definitely. Usually with the entrance exam, like if you already have a good relationship with your professor, it might be a little bit automatic. Like in my case, like um, for me, I had an entrance exam, written one, and also an interview with my professor and other professors. Mm. That word, my professor was like, don't worry. Um, your research topic is good. Just talk about your research topic, um, what you want to do and what you feel like. Um, and that's basically what I did. And it was kind of automatic. And, and then I got into the school, into the lab. But others mm. might be a little bit harder. I've seen some people prepare a lot, prepare months just for entrance exams. And some failed. And like you said, they have to wait another one year to pass before they actually get into master's course. So this is something you need to consider coming to Japan. Entrance exam for some schools, if you fail, it might be, it might take a while, like like yeah. another one year delay before you yeah. actually start your master's. Um, but we yeah, don't have so much time. Eh? <laughs> we don't, we don't like staying here for a longer time. I mean, you're wasting your time a little bit mm. because I, I've seen someone that um, came from one university to my university um, after failing an entrance exam. So she just moved to an, our university and then passed the entrance exam and then she was good. Yeah. But yeah, like be careful with regards to entrance exam and plan accordingly. So, oh, one more. Th I just remembered something. You know, when it's all said and done, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Japan is, uh, Japanese is their language. Yeah. When it's all said and done. Yes, the professors, especially the big professors, you don't become a big professor in big universities without you know knowledge of english mm -hmm. so most times the professors can't speak english mm -hmm. but some of them they're just like ah that's just too much work eh? you know yeah english conducting i don't know seminars in english is just too much work for them mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so while you're choosing your professor i think you also need to see if they have some english um publications Mm -hmm. Or you need to ask if they actually have other students in that lab who mm -hmm. are conducting their research in English. English, true, true. Because it that that alone might that, that the professor might be a good person, but your research work will not move on because you guys will constantly have communication barriers. I I agree with that. Um, for me, my experience in my lab, um, it's mainly. English, like we speak English a lot, although they are Japanese students. Oh. But during lab meetings, the Japanese, they just talk in Japanese. They present in Japanese. Well, us um, foreign students, um, we speak in English. So they, they are like half and half, like 50% foreign and 50% um, Japanese in my lab. So it was very, very um, uh, conducive for us um, to basically conduct our research um, in English in English yeah uh, in my case uh, my professor he he's he's really like he's a really special guy I be, about more than 25 years ago he decided to like break out of the Japanese mold so he self-taught English and you know he pushed himself to write articles in English and things like that so he was he was really 
open-minded to this whole English thing and stuff. Mm. He attended conferences, symposiums, he presented. Uh, he's a chief editor of a journal. So he, like, he really pushes himself. And this journal is in English, you know. Mm. So my professor is very, you know, open-minded. And he's willing to discuss with you. Even sometimes you might be like, ah, but maybe you haven't understood what I've said. Let me try <laughs> to explain it again <laughs> in a different in a different way. So you can see that he's trying to meet you halfway. You know? True, true. That's better okay, than having okay. someone who doesn't give two hoots about <laughs> about your research. And yeah. my assistant professor is also the same. Mm-hmm. He, he's also uh, okay, the current one, because we've had one, that one became an associate professor in a different university. So mm-hmm. the current one actually happens to be my former senpai. Mm-hmm. So he just, when he finished his doctorate, he became the assistant professor. He's also, you know, constantly uh, pushing himself to go for these um, all English speaking symposiums, seminars mm-hmm. that run for like three days, interacting with professors from other countries, you know. So you see that they are, you know, doing work to on themselves to try mm-hmm. and meet the international community halfway. So wow. yes. Okay, that, okay. That is something important. So while you're looking for your professors, that's also something you would want to yeah. for. So. Yeah, and I believe last point I wanted to mention is like, don't be offended if you find a professor and they said, I cannot take you. Yeah. Um, they just being honest with you that they cannot, maybe because um, the language barrier, or maybe because they're not interested in your research, mm-hmm. or maybe they just feel like it will not work. And that's okay. Just find another one. In Japan, no. it's not personal. In Japan, they, um, you have a lot of um, time and like there will be another professor that will take you for sure, for sure. You just have to um, convince them that um, what you want to study is something that they will be interested in and that will be fruitful. So, yeah. Mm, yes. All right. So now we have, you know, maybe Fatu will give us a brief uh, capturing of what we've talked about, tips on finding professors. Yeah, I mean, so basically we talked about from the beginning the first step which is um, make sure what you want to study align is aligned with um, what you what profess what the professor's research is about. So how do you do that? As first you know what you want, then you go to the website and then check for the professors with your keywords and see um, which one relates more. And then the next step is sending the email, um, a good email that you sell yourself, and then tell the professor what you plan to do, your personality, and how, how you will fit well in his lab. And then from there, basically, um, I guess you basically ask people around um, what they think about the professor, just to get more light on um, on choose, mm-hmm. on how to choose it. And then also not forgetting about um, examination, like entrance exam that you will need to do to actually get in the lab. So these are actually, this, in summary, the steps that you need to go through um, in getting a professor here in Japan. Well, in addition to that, don't forget the hierarchy of the professors. Mm-hmm. And true, also, true. So mm, if you can't stay away from a professor who's about to retire, okay, just for your, <laughs> <laughs> just for your own uh, safety. Mm. And 
also when you're looking for the courses and the key units as we said uh, some of their words when translated to English might mm -hmm. be a bit I don't want to use the word misleading but they may not be synonymous mm -hmm. with what we uh, traditionally know so you need to yeah. a lot more you need to do a lot of digging mm -hmm. that uh, what you want to do and what that department or lab does is synonymous mm -hmm. with what you want to do true yeah. true so ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters <laughs> there you have it i hope you picked a thing or two mm, yeah also don't sell yourself short you know apply to those big universities mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you are mm -hmm. worthy of them yeah yeah thank you for joining us um on this episode um i hope you learned something and we actually add a little bit of knowledge about um, getting a professor here in Japan. And yeah, see you next time on the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>